0: Hey, Mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management boot camp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from, and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the boot camp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Mama, I put a new resource together for you. I updated my resource in the show notes. If you scroll down to the next steps, you will find a link to get a free training. It is five steps to break free from mom rate shame. It goes over 10 things that are contributing to you feeling angry all the time with your kids also I talk about the difference between two different types of guilt and shame what's the difference between those and I give you five steps that you can take to break free and overcome the spiral of shame that you're experiencing after you yelled and screamed at your kids, after you exploded at your kids, and you feel so much remorse and shame over that. This training is so good. Like all my best stuff is in this training. So go scroll down in the show notes, click in the next step section, click on uh, five steps to break free from Mom Rage Shame, and go watch that straight... Go watch that training. It also comes with a PDF that you can print off and take notes. So go check it out. I want to welcome you back to part two of the interview I had with Dana. And in this podcast episode, we will be talking about identity and how we have power as moms to speak life over our kids and questions that we can ask our kids to help them learn self-control instead of trying to control them all the time and encourage them to make better choices next time. Also, how to focus on their heart instead of just behavior modification because if we're just focusing on what they're doing and not getting to the heart and getting to the root of what is going on underneath that, you're just doing putting a band-aid over the Situation, You're not actually getting to the root of what's going on. And so this podcast episode is so helpful, so, so good. So if you struggle with saying negative things to your kids, like you are lazy, you are making me mad, you are annoying, you are in my way, you're wasting my time, you are crazy, whatever it might be. So unpleasant, unhelpful statements, by the way, I've said all those to my kids, we talk about how you can say life-giving things over your children to encourage them to have better behavior. And so listen to this podcast episode. It is so good. I, I'm i so happy I had this conversation with Dana. And one of the things that you mentioned in your podcast, which I really want you to touch on, is that our choices is not who we are. And so... It's not who we are as an individual. It's not our identity, and oftentimes I think in Christian circles, especially, and even just in the world, I think like our it means like whatever choices you make, this is who you are. So if you chose to lie, you are a liar. And so, can you speak on that? What is the difference attaching the choices to our identity, and how does that impact us? And how do we disconnect that? especially from a biblical perspective. Please speak on that.
1: Yeah, so good. So, you know, our as parents, like we have the responsibility of helping to shape our kids' identity. And a lot of that happens by what we speak over them. So I... I'm a big person of affirmations. You know, I talk about affirmations all the time. My I am statements and all of these affirmations are rooted in the word of God. So if I'm saying anything, I am blank. If that blank is not rooted in the word of God, then I've got a false belief. And I don't want to teach my kids that. So, An example of that is we've got two teenage boys who cleanliness is not like their, you know, top priority. Okay. So like in their room, they're like, it's clean. And I go on there and I'm like, this is not my definition of clean at all. Okay. So in that moment, if I'm frustrated, I could be like, you guys are lazy. That's an I am statement. You are blank. Or I can say, you know what, this is not your best. I know that you can clean better than this. Please don't act lazy. Don't act lazy is different than saying you are lazy. So, that one little tweet when we speak over our kids and we say, like, you are this, it could be something like, you are spoiled. Or um, you're being bratty, or you are um, getting on my nerves, or you are whatever it is that you say after the blank is, or after the I am, or the you are is so important. So I like to talk to my kids about their behavior. We're not just gonna skimp over the behavior and be like, oh, it's all good, it's okay. No, there are things that you as a parent have to correct, but the way that you correct it is so important that you teach your children that this is not who you are. So what we do in the morning before my little, They're not little. we We still call them the little boys because for us, they will always be little. They're literally 14 and 16, okay? And they're both much taller than me, but I still call them the little boys. So when the little boys leave to go to school, we say these I am statements. We say, I am a leader. I am a light. I have the mind of Christ. And then off to school they go. And so when they come home or if a teacher calls and they are not being a leader or a light or not acting like they have the mind of Christ, then I remind them of who they are. Hey, you know what? And it could be it doesn't have to be like a bad thing. It could just be they're, they're missing the mark. I had a conversation with one of my son's teachers because he's not um, applying himself in a specific subject. And so we had this conversation and and I told my son, I said, you have the mind of Christ. He's like, I can't I can't understand that. I just I don't I don't I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm just not a good learner. Oh no, no, no no, no Mm-mm. that's an I am statement. We are not going to say that. You might be struggling with that subject, but you have the mind of Christ you can learn because guess what god's word says you can do all things through christ who gives you strength so where do you need god to give you strength do you need do you need to remove some distractions like you know and so and again this is this would be me controlling my child i'm going to take your phone away i'm going to put you on punishment no video games because you're not doing well in this class or I'm trying to teach my kid self-control. I'm trying to teach him how to actually facilitate his own success. So I'll ask questions. Where do you think that you need to to scale back on some things? How can God be strong for you so that he can help you to do all the things, right? So then that kid might be like, you know, I need to get some sleep. He literally told me that, hey, maybe I just need to go to sleep earlier. You know what? Yeah, because if you go to school tired, you're probably not going to want to put in the effort. So letting him come up with that solution. I'm not sending him to bed early. He came up with that. So now it's going to be more effective. And this is like brand new. Let me tell you, this is like real time. So we'll see in a couple of weeks, you know, how this all plays out. But separating behavior from identity is so important that when we see our kids making bad choices, that we don't assign a label to them, that we don't assign an identity to them. So one of my kids is struggling with attention problems probably has ADHD okay we are in the process of getting him some testing done from his doctor and this kid asked me the other day he said mom do you do you think i have ADD and i said i'm not sure yet but this is why we're you know doing all these tests but guess what if he does have ADD i'm not going to go around saying oh you you have ADD i'm not that's not going to be his identity He might have some attention issues that we need to help him with, and we might need to put some things in place and help him put some things in place. But you are not ADD. Like, that is not your identity. And so I think that as parents, we have to be so careful about the words that we speak. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so, we have so much influence over our kids. I mean, I have friends, thank God I did not grow up in a household where I was like torn down emotionally and things and verbally, but I do have friends that were, where they were told that they were stupid and they were dumb. And I mean, just, I cannot imagine, I just can't imagine speaking that over my kids, even in anger. And I was angry for many, many years in our in our parenting, but thank God I never declared those things over my kids. So as much as your children are, or whatever your kids are doing, their behavior, just really trying to separate that, correct the behavior and then continue. I would say not only don't speak death over your kids, but speak life over them. Like find some affirmations that you can start declaring over your children because kids, especially when they're little, like those formative years, they believe what you say. So if you say to them, you know what? You can do all things. You know what? You are super creative. No, you don't think like everybody else, but God made you unique. You know what? That instead of saying, oh my gosh, you're such a crybaby. Why do you cry all the time? You know what? You're really sensitive to the things of God. God has given you a compassionate heart. God's going to use that one day for his glory. Like that's how we have to begin to speak identity over our kids, looking at the things that the world might call a negative, or maybe we ourselves might think as a negative and saying, actually, Lord, how can I take that thing? And then how can I then speak life over my kids in the midst of whatever their struggle is?
0: I love this so much because I went, I was doing a course this past summer and we were learning about identity and motherhood. And because oftentimes you're like, I'm tired, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. And she was teaching us. She's like, it's not who you are. It's just what you feel in that moment. That is not who you are as a mom. And we had to come up with statements like I am statements of who we want to become as moms. And a lot of it, like I am calm. I am patient. I am self-controlled. I am adaptive. I am positive. I am creative. Some of them are rooted in the Bible and some of them are similar to the things that the Bible says. And so one of the things that she said, oftentimes we were talking about how we speak, you are statements over our kids. And she's like, Imagine your child standing in front of the mirror looking at themselves and saying that statements that you tell them. Mm. You are loud. You are like I am loud. I am annoying. Mm-hmm. I bother my mom. You're in my way. I'm in, I'm always in my mom's way. Mm. And that was like so chilling to me. I don't say Mean things like you're saying, like you're stupid or whatever. But sometimes I would say things like, you're being really loud, you're in my way. And what if my kids just assign that to them as an identity? Because I say that to them and they look at themselves in the mirror and they say, this is who I am. And so that really struck with me and that really helped me be aware of what I say to my kids. Instead of saying, oh, you're so mean to your brother, I see that you're struggling right now being kind to your brother and I know that you are a kind kid. What would a kind kid do right now? Mm -hmm. You have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see what you're going to do right now, because I know that you're kind and loving. And, and that was really like a big shift for me. And I'm so glad you spoke on that because those are the things that oftentimes we were raised in completely different atmosphere, even if it's a Christian home, like, This is not the kind of information our parents knew. They literally didn't know anything about this. They were just carrying one patterns and words from one generation to another and speaking life and life-giving words over your kids and just reminding them, I see that you made a mistake. We all make mistakes and that's not who you are. And what do you think you're going to do forward? Who do you want to be next time? How do you want to respond next time when something like this happens? You get to decide. It's up to you. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you um, brought this up because it's so important and so valuable. And it's like something that we do and say every day. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to choose to do? Now we have a decision to make. Who do we want to become as our kids are making choices and decisions that we know are hurtful? Sometimes it, it could be something simple, like they're saying mean things to their sibling. And are hitting their sibling, or sometimes it's massive things, trying out a drug or whatever. And it's all of that challenges us as parents. And I think those are the things where we can't do this on our own. We do need Christ. And we ask God to help us through this because it is hard. It is really, really hard. And as my kids are getting older and my oldest is in middle school now, it's like when they're little. And when they're two, you're dealing with completely different things like potty training. And it seems like so now looking back, it's like the problems are so minor. And now when they're preteens and then become teenagers, it's like a whole new world. And it's it's challenging. It's challenging for sure. Training.
1: Oh, my goodness. I remember in church probably eight, nine years ago, there was an older lady that was like, oh, you just wait till you have adult kids. And I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be easy when they're adults, right? Because then like you've done it, like you've graduated. And she's like, then you just like, you have very little influence at that point. And while her synopsis was, I guess, valid for her, it was in that moment that I thought, no, I actually still want to have influence when my kids are adults. And we do. And again, that was facilitated while they were young. And so I want to go back to something that you were saying about the whole, like when you're, when you're looking at the kid's behavior and you're speaking to the behavior, I just had this image of this parent who's like on a treadmill or a hamster wheel, really, who's like, you're trying, you're just going after the behavior, 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 it's behavior modification all the time. And that is why I think so many parents are drained because you're spending your energy doing something that God never intended for you to do. God does not, Parent us that way. Like, God is not about behavior modification. As a matter of fact, the Bible says man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Man is the one who's looking at the behaviors and the output, but God is looking at the input. He's looking at the heart. He's saying, okay, why is my child acting that way? What is going on in his or her heart that is making Her, you know, him or her make those choices, and so as parents, I think we have such a unique opportunity because not a lot of people have access to our kids' heart, but we do. So we can look and say, you know what. I see you being mean to your brother. So let me dial that back and, and figure out, is there something going on in that kid's heart? Does that kid feel like they're left out? Does that kid feel like, you know what? My life was great. And so this new little sibling came along and ruined everything. Like, what is going on in that kid's heart? Is there something happening to my kid at school that I don't know about? I remember when our oldest son... It was like in fifth grade. He he's always been like kind of a mild mannered kid, and he just really started having a tough time in fifth grade. At home, started being like rebellious and just like you know, just just different. And I could not figure out what in the world was going on with him. And I remember one day, my husband, my husband's a first responder, and his um, teacher called and's like, you need to come and get him. He fell and hit his head in the, in the classroom, and we're like, what? So we go. He had a concussion right? And so we have to take him to the emergency room and all this stuff. It was not until years later that my son told us he was being bullied in school. And that concussion was actually a boy that picked him up and body slammed him on the cement ground. We had no idea that this was going on with him. So yeah, his behavior at home was crazy because at home he felt safe to actually act out where he couldn't do that in school. And so I think back to, wow, like, thank God I was kind of in my transition of being like angry mom, you know? So I think that I handled that better than I would have probably if that were even just a year prior, but probably even still not the best way that I could have handled that. So my point is, is that we need to, as parents, like, focus on what's going on inside of our kids. Like, the behavior is the behavior. The behavior is really just a symptom, though, of what's going on. It's like leaves on a tree or fruit on a tree. You know, what's going on in the root system? Because if if your fruit is rotten, there's something going on underneath the surface. The roots need some tending to. And so as parents, you can spend all day long picking rotten fruit from the tree, rotten fruit from the tree. You're going to get tired. Your parenting is going to be miserable, and you're going to be one of those parents like, I can't wait to my kids are 18 and out of my house. Or you could say, you know what? I get the unique opportunity of shepherding my child's heart and loving them through their bad choices and figuring out what is going on underneath the surface that I can actually help them with, that I can actually give them a life tool so that when they are 18 and out of the house and they're struggling, they can come back to and say, oh, wait, I actually know how to manage this. I actually know how to control myself. The the reason that so many kids kind of go off to college and while out, as I say, is because their parents never allowed them the space to manage themselves. So when they get from underneath your control, they don't have self-control. And so I never wanted that to be my kid's story. I never wanted my kids to go off to college and become some different person that I didn't know who they were. If you're going to make mistakes and you are, let's make them at home so that we can help you learn how to deal with those so that we can give you some tools for when you get out there in the real world.
0: I love that. All of that is so valuable and so important. And all of it comes back to shifting our perspective and how we think, our mindset about the circumstance, about the behavior. And it is just so valuable and it's so transformational in relationships. Because if you think, that I need to punish my kids, punish this behavior out of them. What are you going to do, right? Like it's just going to create more tension, more anger on your end, more resentment on their end, and more rebellion on their end. And it's this cycle that continues versus getting curious And getting to the heart, what is really going on? What are those emotions underneath that are going on? Or disappointments or feeling left out or being bullied or feeling like you're not good enough? Whatever it might be that is contributing to you feeling yucky. And then it's coming out in your behavior. Um, And so I love all of that because it it like circles back to a lot of things that I teach, especially in motherhood. Like when you're feeling angry. That's, and you're saying and doing hurtful things, something's going on underneath Mm -hmm. that we need to figure out what is the root of that. Sometimes it's a spiritual issue. Sometimes it's a practical unmet need issue. And we need to address those. And that is wisdom. And what does the enemy want? He wants us to stay in our old ways, to think from those perspectives that are not serving us, that are contributing to tension in relationships. And he wants your relationships to fall apart. He wants you to try to control your kid, to feel stressed out, to get angry, for your kid to be resentful and rebel even more for that to fall apart. That's exactly where he, wants. And so just even I think listening to this podcast and going back to your show and listening to your show that speaks a lot on relationships, like all of that is just so valuable and so transformational. So thank you so much for being here. I had such a great conversation, like so much value and just amazing perspective shifts that I know are super, super helpful for moms, even with little kids as their kids are growing up and are gonna be getting older. Like it's just such a such a great shift to think think things differently about the circumstance and behaviors and just even like asking God for wisdom and being curious instead of just reacting in in anger. So I know that you have a free resource that you want our listeners to be able to, you know, get a hold of. What is that? Can you tell me?
1: Sure. So speaking about affirmations, I talked about that earlier today. I've got a a free audio that I would love to share with your listeners. It's called Speak Life Affirmations. And there are about 10 affirmations that you can just begin to speak over yourself, those I am statements that are all rooted in the word. And you can even use these affirmations and start speaking them over your kids and having your kids be able to speak who they are according to the word. So people can find that at DanaShea.com. That's D-A-N-A-C-H ecom life.
0: thank you so much this was such a pleasure having you here what would you say one last thing to the mama that's listening to this podcast and she has maybe a preteen that is starting to make choices that are completely misaligned with what her and her husband are teaching you know her children and she's starting to feel frustrated and feeling like a failure and is starting to get worried what people are going to think like what is one thing that you want her to remember
1: and I would say, with today? trust on the lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding in all of her ways acknowledge god and he will direct your path that scripture Proverbs three five and six is so so important in parenting because it doesn't say you know look to other people and they'll direct your path. It says trust God and He He will tell you what steps to take. He will direct your path. So trust in God. God has entrusted those children to you, and so whether you feel like you're capable or not, God feels that you are capable. And so continue to pray over your kids. Continue to love your kids. Have fun. Listen, my husband and I laugh at our kids' choices sometimes. Like We just sit there and laugh at them because sometimes as parents, we take ourselves so seriously. And if you can just be like, you know what? That was a very interesting choice that you made. And then remember that you used to be a kid and you made some crazy choices too. So trust in the Lord. Don't take yourself so seriously. Pray over your kids and trust that God's going to give you the right direction.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It was an honor to have you. My pleasure. Mama, if you stuck around to the end of this episode, I am truly grateful. I feel so honored that you have given me your time and that you listened to this podcast interview. Here are the takeaways of this episode. Don't assign label or identity to your children's choices. Their behavior is not who they are as a person. That's one. Number two, Kids believe what you say to them. Your words are so powerful and that is a strength that you can use to speak life over your kids. Number three, God is looking at the heart instead of the behavior. So be curious, what is going on in the heart that is leading them to making these negative choices? Behavior is just the fruit on the tree. Get to the root to understand what is going on so you can actually address it. Okay, I want to share with you an Amazon product that I am loving and that in my family we use. And it is an infinity cube. So if you like to fidget or maybe your husband likes to fidget or maybe your kids like to fidget with their hands, I put a link of an infinity cube that we use in our family. My husband really likes this cube. He uses it almost every single day. My boys like it too. So if you have a kiddo that just loves to fidget with their hands, This infinity cube is really, really good. It's only $10 and it lasts for a long time. And it is really, really helpful for those of us that just like to fidget with our hands. My friend, thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. And if you have found it helpful and valuable, would you please text it to two or three of your mama friends and say, hey, I found this podcast. I have found it really helpful and valuable. And I think you should take a listen to it. You might find some helpful resources there. And so thank you so much again for showing up, for being here. And until next time. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.